and we're back welcome guys to another exciting episode of the isaac boys podcast isaac boys in the building and uh apologize for last week we um circumstances outside of our control led us to not do a podcast last well it's partially in our control but unforeseen circumstances yeah let us to not do a podcast last week so we do apologize for that um but we're here this week here we are and we got uh tons to cover a lot of exciting stuff happened over the past week week and a half so uh, i guess we'll get right into it as far as the gaming scene is concerned I have been really excited um, and had the privilege of messing with Project X Cloud. And for those that are unfamiliar with what Project X Cloud actually is, I think personally it's it's the future of gaming or mobile gaming rather. Cause and this is an Xbox property, if you couldn't tell already, but. I'm just speaking for those that are unfamiliar. This uh, Project X Cloud allows you to stream your Xbox or stream Xbox games to your cell phone and play using a Xbox controller or any um, any Bluetooth controller you can hook up to your phone or what have you. Sounds, uh, you know. Sounds interesting. Sounds kind of sounds kind of rudimentary, but from my perspective, there, there is pros and cons to it. There's a lot of good things I like about it. There's some things that I think could be improved, but overall, I think it's the next. I think it's Xbox's secret weapon that a lot of people aren't really talking about anymore because they don't really, you know, it's in beta right now for the most part. That's where I'm happy to be a part of, but. I think if they really push it, it could be a game changer for Xbox. And of course, you know, it's been around for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, just now dabbling a little bit more into it. Um, I think it's a it's a cool feature. I think, me personally, I'll be very selective which games I use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, again, getting into the pros and cons. Um Game, games that require a lot of reflex and stuff, I I would I wouldn't play it mm. uh, unless you get I mean uh, even if, I mean even on the best connection I've, there's still a slight and it's and it's very very slight you don't even really notice it <coughs> I mean you you do kind of notice it but you don't really you know well from based on my research there, there there's two two things that contribute to that slight lag. One of them being the connection between the controller and your phone, it being, being it being Bluetooth, there is a delay there. And then of course your 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 internet connection has to be um, at least ten megs or above, and if you're connecting to your your router, it has to be the the five gigahertz um, mm-hmm. yeah. connection. So those things will ultimately eliminate lag for the most part, not completely, but and of course, it should make it you know unrecognizable. And of course, you know, um, <clears throat> Google tried to capitalize on this um, the Project Stadia, Project Stadia, which is still around. 
Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I thought it, I thought it went under, but <laughs> no, it's still around people. Because I, I was I was I was hearing like bad things about it, like you know it. it it didn't do as well as they thought that it would and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was, I thought they were gonna scrap it, but it's still, it's still there. It's still going pretty strong. And and, and there's others too as well. There's, there's um, I remember the camera name off the top of my head, but there's at least two other game streaming platforms mm-hmm. that are out there that I, I thought was interesting, but they're, they're they're lesser known. But I think Project X Cloud does it the best out of all of them, in my opinion. Uh, games like uh, like Bleeding Edge. That we played for Xbox, and it never really seemed like a AAA title. Um, it had potential, but it didn't really, you know, it wasn't there. To me, it's a perfect mobile game, and it, to me, it plays. I mean, it plays the same for the most part. That it wasn't, a, a, you know, a full Xbox, but just on your phone and the, you know, I guess the simplicity of the game. You can you can follow it for the most part on your phone. It, it just seems like a mobile game now. That I played it there. And there was a, there was a few other games that I, I rather enjoyed, but. All in all, the beauty of this, I think, what makes this, you know, so unique for Xbox is that you can t- now take your gaming on the road. Mm. And this is the full, pretty much the full Xbox experience on your mobile device. And to me, like, it was the best thing for Xbox to do to break into mobile gaming to kind of compete with, I guess, like Switch mm. and that kind of thing. And honestly speaking, I, I I rather enjoyed it. I I I'm definitely gonna take steps to to make sure that when it does come launch, that I'll be taking full advantage of it. Um, you know, and all that. But all in all, Project X Cloud gets two thumbs up f- from me. Um, but yeah, the only downsides, of course, is like you said, that there's a slight lag. So for competitive games like Apex or or most shooters, mm-hmm. I wouldn't quite recommend it. And it's a small screen, so for, I wouldn't recommend it for most shooters anyway. But I did play Halo 5 on it, and I wasn't my usual self, but I was, also, I was always getting kills. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So it shows that, you know... You, I can't you, really imagine playing um, Call of Duty on it, like Warzone. Mm. That would be... <laughs> I mean, it would be cool to take Warzone with you wherever you go, but... Nah. Yeah, just like Apex, it'd be cool to play Apex no matter where you go. But well, Switch is gonna. Well, yeah, Switch <laughs> is gonna do that for sure. Switch is gonna handle that. But um, another thing, I mean, it's not really a big uh, mishap. But one thing I, I I wish they had is a virtual keyboard. And it's not a make or break for me, but I feel like just having the option. I mean, it doesn't have to to be you know the main way you play because obviously with a control be way better and it's the way it's meant to be played but I just feel like a virtual keyboard option I mean obviously it wouldn't work with all games but just having that as an option would one eliminate the, the whole bluetooth lag two would give people an option like let's say you're just you know at work you know you don't want to pull out the peripherals and put out a controller and play you know you could just play on your phone like you'd play any other mobile game on your phone you know I feel like having that option would, you know, make it more, uh, would broaden the the people that use it. Because not everyone, like, you know, the casual gamers, you know, are not going to pull out a controller and, you know, hook it up to your phone while you're in the, li- in the line of the bank or waiting on somebody, you know, or at work, you know, 
people are might feel a little you know weird about doing something like that. But you know, just playing a game on their phone, you know, that's everybody does that. So I feel like giving people that option. I mean, obviously you wouldn't be able to play every game, but just giving you that option would you know would get would, would broaden the amount of people that utilize the platform. I feel anyway. I mean, yeah, but keep in mind, you, you, you talk about casuals. Unfortunately, the platform isn't for casuals because you have to have an Xbox Gold membership to play it. So it's not going to be for your, you know, yeah, people that just want to play a mobile game type thing. It, it's for gamers, hardcore, you know, hardcore I, gamers. I, I get that. That's, I get that's that's one number one. Number two, consider the Xbox controller and the amount of buttons on it. To put that in a peripheral, I think would be quite challenging. To put that on a virtual keyboard? Yeah, on a virtual keyboard. Yeah. I mean, I, I did see. I, I saw. Um, there was this app in the market that allows you to do a virtual keyboard, but you have to root your phone to do it. And yeah, it's a little, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but, you know, it's, it's transparent for the most part. And it, it looks, you know, at least somewhat playable. I mean, again, like, like I said, it's not perfect, but it just gives you that option. I feel it's, it should be a, an available option, you know. It's, it's, not like, it's not like it's something like that's impossible to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just give people the option, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my thing, you know. Well, one way to eliminate that that Bluetooth lag is what I'm going to be doing is getting the uh, the Razer Kishi, which I think was perfect for Project X Cloud, which are these peripheral controllers that you put on that are not connected by Bluetooth that connect straight to your your phone jack, so it eliminates that completely. Because there's, there's no Bluetooth lag, it's just straight input. Mm-hmm. Just like, like you said, like, like a, a digital, you know, controller would work. And the, the button layout is ex- pretty much exactly like Xbox. Um, it has A, B, X, Y, yes, different colors and different, you know, arrangements. But it, re- it reminds me of an Xbox controller when I look at it. So it's mm-hmm. like, ideal. It has the, you know, the D-pad on the thumbsticks and bumpers and triggers, just like a, you know, a regular Xbox controller, so... I, I ordered mines. Can't wait for that to come in. Just test it out and probably do a review on it or something. But yeah, and it, it's it's mobile friendly enough that you can you can connect them together and it's it can fit in a pocket, but not all pockets. I would say. Mm. Um, but it, it it does make you know make the, the the size of it small enough so that you can you know take it around wherever you go. So yeah, definitely looking forward to getting that. So I can really test out, you know, xCloud with, with that controller. Because I do, right now, I'm currently using my Xbox controller. And I don't have the clip. So I found something to prop up my phone somewhere. Mm-hmm. On a couch or do like a makeshift stand for it or whatever. But, I mean, all in all, I've still been enjoying it. And what I love about the, you know, the, this this beta that they have going on, there's a ton of games there for you to test out. And I, I don't know if that's, that's, that's going to be the main Project xCloud, you know, games. Like, it's going to be, like, its own platform. And if that's the case, that's going to be huge. Because it gives you access to a ton of games that, one, didn't pay for. Well, I'm pretty sure it's just for the beta. But I'm pretty sure there's going to be, like, a, a charge for xCloud when it, come, when it finally does come out. But as of right now, a ton of games I have access to that I'm not, you know, quote-unquote paying for. Two, like, you don't have to load, you don't have to download any of these games. That's the main thing that I think, you know... People, like, you know, that, to me, that's the biggest game changer of it, is that you don't have to download any of these games. 
these games are streamed to your phone just like any you know Netflix or any streaming service the stream there's an Xbox in their server room somewhere and your phone is connected to that Xbox and it's streaming all the visuals to your phone it's kind of how this thing is working so that's why obviously internet speeds is critical mm-hmm. in this thing but oh no I'm, I'm surprised how even with my you know not so good internet it works pretty fine it works even better on your internet when I came when I came over and tested it. <laughs> yeah. So, oh no, I think it, it, it's it's great. Love it. I can't wait to really dive in. And I'm playing games like you know, Halo Wars Two, which I was wanted to play. Never got a chance to really play it. Didn't really. I didn't want to play it bad enough to spend the money on it. Mm-hmm. But now I can play it. I can play through the full game right now if I wanted to, which I did, which I did start, and it's pretty cool. You know, Hitman. You can play through that. You can play, you know, you know WWE, the latest WWE um, mm-hmm. 2020, which is interesting. Um, just a ton of games, Brother, um, Ori, all those. Like, just, it was great. It's just a great experience. Madden, you can play Madden. Having Madden on your phone, just, you know, mm-hmm. take it wherever you go. That, 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 to me, that's a game changer. Yeah, there's a lot of football fans that would enjoy that. The full Madden experience on your phone. Not a dumbed-down mobile version. No, no. The full... And you can take whatever stats you have at your home. Mm-hmm. Take it on the road with you. To me, that's, that's, that's huge. And Xbox has, a, you know, has their event coming up really soon. Um, in July, so... Definitely I, looking forward to that. I, I still can't wait for that event. There's so much... There's so much hype and a lot of talk and rumors mm-hmm. going surrounding this event, so... Mm-hmm. Just like when it comes to next gen console wars, like it is so hype right now. It's like I, 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 I literally listen to everything. There's so much rumors going on. So there's the la- the latest I've heard now is that apparently, you know, th- there's this big, I guess, conundrum for for developers on whether or not to do 60 FPS or better visuals because apparently they're saying mo- I mean most gaming computers can do both but apparently they're, they're saying the next gen might like it might be either or now what I'm hearing is that Xbox can do both would be able to do both no problem but I'm hearing the PS5 not so much mm. I'm hearing the PS5 most games are going to be running at 30 FPS but good visuals but you know, great visuals. Hmm. Interesting. So that's another thing where it's like, where the Xbox maybe have its, you know... Has the edge? Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're, they're saying it's just a, a base of a machine. And again, these are all... These are all behind-the-scenes rumors and stuff. These are not official anything yet. There's, mm. I think, because I think right now, you know, the PS5 developers are trying to figure out which one works better I think they can like they can give you 60 FPS but they might have to it's not and it's not like it's dumbing down the quality where it's just like terrible because it's still gonna look great mm-hmm. but can it give you like like they, they want to be able to give you the best of both you know I mean moving to the next gen, next gen you know you want you want games to look stunning you know surpass anything that you could you believe possible and these both consoles can allow you to do that 
It's just that uh, with better visuals, you know, sometimes a better refresh rate, better frame rate, you know, enhances the visuals. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I was, it was funny because that same video, like, I, I, I mean, I always knew you could, but I didn't really think too much into it. But in the video, he was telling you, okay, go, like, go on your YouTube and scale it up to, to, to 60 fps which you can I, I never even realized or think to do that but mm-hmm. if you if you're if your youtube settings on auto you'll just do you know regular mm-hmm. settings to play thing but you can actually scale up your you know your youtube to to play at 60 fps and he was like all right so and then then he was showing side by side comparison of what i mean what 60 fps you know would give you versus 30 fps and mm-hmm. i was i was surprised how well my youtube looked by the way i was like damn this shit looks beautiful at 60 fps but yeah it was like kind of showing you like the side by side comparison of you know what the two would look like I mean and it's 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 a very it is a noticeable difference and obviously at 60 FPS is smoother yeah and and you know there there is games for for the PlayStation uh, 4 Pro and Xbox One X that do run at 60 FPS mm-hmm. you know and you know it, 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 they're Apparently, everyone wants that to be the new standard. 60 FPS should be the new standard because apparently both consoles can even go up to, well, I know for sure the Xbox can go up to 120, 120. Mm-hmm. FPS, which to me is like... Overkill. I don't think our eyes can even pick up the difference, honestly. I think 60 is more than enough. That's how I feel about 8K too versus 4K. Yeah. I think it's... it's, it's I don't think our human eyes can... Detect the difference. De- you detect the difference. So like, what, what, what's really the point? You know what I mean? So yeah, so that, there's that whole debate and debacle going on on you know on both consoles. Um, and again, Xbox might be winning in that in that category as well. Now again, there's nothing set in stone because who knows when when official numbers comes comes out and everything. Maybe maybe they'll find a way to do it. Maybe maybe both consoles will be able to do both. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Xbox is bluffing and they can't do both either. You know, there's there's, there's there's still a lot going on mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. And then also now I'm hearing rumors that Xbox probably won't give you everything in this next event, which is a little bummer for me because I was hearing like you know they're they're gonna go all out, they're gonna you know give you all the details, all the things that you know you want to hear, and then some things you don't even believe, yeah, you don't even know what's coming up, kind of thing, and. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, it seems pretty cool. I was, I was, I was looking forward to getting Hearing a full blast yep. event, but apparently they're, they're, they're going to be scaled. They're going to be holding back some information because apparently the rumor is that that PlayStation didn't give all their they didn't let they didn't they didn't go everything full blast either on their event, which people thought they did. But apparently they have some stuff held back, waiting for Xbox to do their full blast so that they could counter. So now Xbox is trying to counter their counter. counter. Yep. And it's war, sir. It's war. Yep, I get it. You know, both companies are trying to be like you know military strategists and trying to you know figure the other one out and trying to you know to win. But I, I it's you know, yeah, it's it's okay. I don't I don't mind it too much. I'm, I'm just a little. I just wish you know could get hair everything about everything one. one time. You know, but there is some some great rumors on the Xbox side that I'm pretty excited for. Um, the more I, I dabble into it, the more I, I kind of appreciate the Xbox more. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get more into, you know, the behind the scenes on Xbox stuff. I mean, I know we're 
you know, when it comes to VIVN, we're, you know, we're all, we're, we are uh, all consoles. We don't, you know, yeah, you don't favor to one, one too much more than the other. But at the same time, I think Xbox is really putting together a really good product. Mm-hmm. You know, so much so, I mean, there's, there's, there's all these rumors. Um, Xbox are buying a lot of studios up, you know, just to, because the biggest argument has always been, you know, PlayStation has the games, Xbox, you know, they probably have the servers and stuff, but there's no games in terms of uh, exclusive titles. Why should you buy an Xbox when, you know, most of the games that you're going to play on it, you can play on other consoles as well. Yeah. They're trying to change that narrative. So now you're going to have, you know, they're, they've, they've already bought up a bunch of, a bunch of titles. Yep. Which a bunch, bunch of well. indie studios you know, to produce exclusive content for Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stuff, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that are, that are being worked on that no one, has, no one has known about yet. A lot of people are speculating that some of those things will include um, Fable 4, which, which would be great. great. Fable was a favorite. Um, Fable, Fable was a great game. Um, Started out. Peter Molyneux, I think he, he, he over-promised a lot of things that he never really delivered on. And I would like to see Fable get its, its, just, its just reward, you know? Mm-hmm. And actually deliver on, you know, uh, that kind of experience. Because there's so many other games that do deliver on that experience better than Fable have. Like Witcher and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where your decisions affect, you know, different things like that. I, I want to see a Fable along those lines. Like, triple A, big deal. Everything you do, your decisions affect, you know. But what, what, what Fable, what I liked about Fable, or other games haven't done, it, it also affects the way you look. That's one thing that Fable 1 had more than anything else. Like, you know, if you wanted to be like a normal looking person, you could just, you know, even it out, do good and bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a magic user or or physical weapons or whatever, you know. It, it, all, all those things changed your look. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to be like this grotesque demon looking creature and you just you just just gotta do a lot of bad stuff you know and it, and it, it, it was such a cool thing and I, I, I but I felt I feel like that could have been that could have been expanded on a lot not just with good and bad but other things like mm-hmm. you know with magic I mean they did have you know with magic and stuff like that but I, I would like to see that expanded on like if you you know if your house like if you were dealing with like water magic on your and you live close to the water you know, you'd be more marine as opposed to if you live in the mountains. You know, I, I yeah. want to see some variety when it comes to that. So that that could be cool. Mm-hmm. And but again, it's no guarantee. This again, these are all rumors. These are don't take anything like I say as fact. <laughs> They're saying that Fable Four might be you know one that's being worked on behind the scenes, which would be exciting for anyone that's played um, Xbox and Fable. Played Fable. Yeah. Um, Next big game they're saying that could be work being worked on is uh, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. That, that, that's that's the heavily rumored one. I think it's a lot of people are saying you know it, it's not just rumors, but it's actually true. And it's I'm hearing from so many sources now where it's, I feel like it is true, and people are just waiting for Xbox to to announce it to announce it, so we can all lose our minds. But at the same time, like I don't know, even if it if it is true, like like how would it be? I don't know, like. It's gonna have to. Well, it's gonna be next gen because the Perfect Dark was you haven't seen since what sixty four. Exactly. So. No, there was no there was a Perfect Dark. There was a new Perfect Dark for three sixty. that came out. Yeah, they did do one for three sixty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't played any of them. So. So yeah, not like we're Perfect Dark friends by any, by any means, but a title like that 
uh, there is a uh, there is somewhat of a fan base and there is somewhat nostalgia that we that could bring back from you know those days and uh, that would be a good title to try to to capture more audience. I, I would like to see some of that come to fruition. Um, I've heard like in terms of how they could do it well, they could do you know you know any any kind of because what 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 made Perfect Dark what it was was the gadgets. You know it was like mm-hmm. uh, back in the sixty four days, everyone compared it to to Golden Eye, but with with, with high tech gadgets. So. If they can expand on the high tech gadget, the, the, the you know the gadgetry, and you know make, make give it a nice uh, multiplayer experience, you know, it could be a cool game. Mm-hmm. It could be as long as it's done well. So we're still waiting to see if that is in fact true, and you know that would be awesome. Um, and then other rumors now are saying that you know like I think mentioned it before, but. Um, Warner Brothers are for sale now. Warner Brothers games mm-hmm. are for sale, and that Xbox is in fact the right. studio that, that is going to buy it. Um, again, these are rumors, but based on the stuff I've seen, I think it's not only is it more true than rumors, but I think well, the fact that Warner Brothers is, is in fact for sale. There's no question about that. There's no denying that. But I, I heard where the issue is is that they're they're priced way too high for what they're giving you. Mm. So that could be where the negotiations is. But because it's priced that high, I think it's gonna leave a lot of people out and only Xbox people to afford them. Exactly. And I've already heard um, I forgot what the executives were, but I think it might have been Phil Spencer saying that you know they have, they have the green light to spend and buy up more buy up more companies. Like they're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not slowing down when it comes to buying a companies right now. He, he he has come out and said that. So that being said, you know you just got to put two and two together and understand what's going on. I think they're in fact going to buy Warner Brothers games. And for people that are, are not familiar with what uh, houses are under that Warner Brothers games um, umbrella, we're talking all the Arkham games, mm-hmm. you know, Ark, uh, from Arkham Asylum. You're talking. Um, all the Lego Star Wars games, all the, all the Lego games, in, in fact, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking the Nether Realm games. Nether Realms games, of course, the most popular one, which is what everyone's thinking about, is you Mortal know, Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Injustice. Injustice series. You're also talking about the um, the Lord of the Ring um, Shadow of Mordor game. Mm-hmm. All those would fall under that category. All those people that make all those all that talent that made all those talent those great games would now be under the, the Microsoft and uh, the, all those would be exclusive now for Xbox. You think, if they, um, or you think they would leave it open? I don't think they're going to do all exclusives because you know Microsoft right now still has a lot of games that they're producing for other consoles as well. Like people don't know that, but like for instance, Minecraft. People don't know realize that Minecraft is in fact a Microsoft uh, yep. property. Minecraft is a Microsoft property, and it's and it's for literally everything. Yeah, but gonna, still, it it, 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 power to it, it gives them some want. power to to you know. Sorry about that. <laughs> to hold on to, um, speaking of power, to hold on <laughs> to you know some of the, the the more stronger exclusives, you know, some mm-hmm. of the more stronger games that you know to more you know. Improve, yeah. improve their improve house. Their overall, yeah. That's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be exciting to see what, what they actually do with, with those uh, with those studios. Yeah, but and what they're actually doing with the current studios mm-hmm. that they're not saying. 
Yep, because uh, they, they have everything on such a hush. Because I think they're they're kind of. But a lot, uh, from what I understand, a lot will be revealed at this event. How much we don't know, but I'm hoping it's a. Li- I hope it's a lot. I'm hoping they give us everything and then they save the purchasing of one of those games as the counter. I don't know. It's not a big counter, but it it is you know a strong counter. So that's what I'm hoping. So that way we get enough things to be excited about. If, if like as if we don't have enough to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, being an Xbox fan, but yeah, it's a good time to be a gamer in a whole. Actually, good time to be a gamer. Oh, and to circle back to Project X Cloud, um, for those of you who are wondering, like, how can how can how can I get on there? How can I be a part of Project X Cloud? Couple of things uh, that you should know is one. Currently, it's only for Android. Yep. Which surprising, but there you go. For those Android fans out there, it is only for Android currently, so no Apple um, app yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure once Project Cloud actually fully rolls out, it will be it will be available. Hopefully, I mean i I don't see why it's not. Well, I guess they have their reasons, and I guess there's some behind the scenes stuff that we don't know. Maybe about. something with Apple's. I do that's uh, yeah. But at any rate, so yeah, yeah, you have to have an Android phone. You do have to have a Xbox uh, Gold membership, and you do have to sign up, and they will select you. It's all a matter of it's a it's a selection process. So it's not just do these things and you get it. You gotta have to wait for them to get back to you and let you know if if you qualify or if they select you or whatever. But yeah, just make sure you have an Android phone, decent internet connection. Because if you don't, don't waste your time. And then, of course, um, yeah, Xbox Gold membership. So there's that. All right. So I think we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll uh, get back with some uh, some fight talk. Enjoy listening to the podcast. Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions ranging from a dollar to ten dollars, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. All right, we're back. Here to bring you some fight talk. A lot of fight news happened over the past. Yeah, well, we've been going. News and events, actually. Yeah, I think things have... Kind of wish we did a podcast last week because there was definitely a lot of hype going around around that time. A lot of things, you know, took place that deserved coverage. Unfortunately, we were unable to cover it for you. Circumstances, but we can talk about it. We're here to talk about it now. So, for I mean, I'm sure by now it's it's common knowledge, you know. Uh, Gilbert Burns uh, had to come pull out of his championship fight against Usman because of Corona. He caught the COVID nineteen. And Masvidal stepped up. Now, we've said a lot of things about Masvidal on this on this uh, platform. Things that I, I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily take back. I still I still believe now. Um, but yeah, Masvidal stepping up was definitely a big deal. Huge deal. Because not only did he step up, but he you know he stuck to his guns and he he I guess he got he got more money. Mm-hmm. I guess for stepping up. So it kind of worked out in his favor that he did that. Mm-hmm. Which was great, you know. 
kudos to him. You know, we were saying one thing, and he he stuck to his guns, and he believed what he believed, and he got, you know, got what he wanted. Got what he wanted. So, who are we to say what should or shouldn't be? At the same time, you know, what the, the things he was doing, I still feel, I, st- I still feel the way I feel about him. You know, but him stepping up was a big deal, and a short notice too, because it was only, it was only six days, six days notice, which and you- most of that time was spent traveling. All the way across the world because it was going to be on Fight Island. And then getting tested and quarantined. Now, me being the Miles Morales fan that I am, I, I, I was enjoying every minute of it. Um, I was happy to see that he got what he, you know, what he was looking for. Happy to see that you know, everything worked out and, you know, he was able to go there, corona-free, safe to everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And let me say, Fight Island, hats off to the UFC. It was a, I, I know it was quite the investment. You could tell by the look of everything. It was quite the investment, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's going to be worth the investment because now UFC is back 100% now. Yep. So hats off to them for that. But yeah, Masvidal stepping up was a, was a huge deal. Um, six days notice now. The, the what actually happened, the fight itself was okay. It was a good. It was a, it was a, it was an okay fight, but it pretty much went the way a lot of people thought it was going to go. Well, I wouldn't know if a lot of people, because there was a lot of hype behind Masvidal. Everyone wanted to see Masvidal win. Yes. Myself me, included. Me included. He was setting himself up to, to to be larger than life. Yeah, the next Conor McGregor for the UFC. If Which had, I think he still can. He be. still can. He still has the, the possibility to. Especially now that, for those of you who don't know, he's on the title of the new game and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cover looks great. And I like the style. I like the direction they're going. The direction they're, they're going with the game. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, and he was, you know, he he, he was uh, f- on the front of all that. Yeah, which is which is cool. And at the same time, you know, you know him stepping up and winning the the belt right in the heart of all that would have just been, with all the eyes around the UFC. I mean, the, the 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 fight itself was trending very well according to Dana White. Yeah, very high, like highest of all time, maybe maybe yeah. even potentially being the highest of all time. Now I think if that is the case and people started watching, eh, <laughs> it may not be the best thing for the UFC. May not have been the best thing. <laughs> um, that being said, not not only uh, I mean we could start for the whole not really the whole card, but I guess for the most part the card it was um, it wasn't the best card. I mean it wasn't the worst card either, but it's just like when I started watching the prelims and stuff going through, and I was like, okay, you know, it's it's, it's not like it's not the greatest UFC I've ever seen, but you know, I was still enjoying it. And I was like, okay, when the main card starts, it's you know it's gonna be full blast, and it still didn't. Even when the main card starts, it still didn't. Did full blast, yeah. Didn't didn't full blast me. Um, my favorite fight, honestly, on the whole card was the Rose Namajunas fight mm-hmm. uh, against Andrade. And she, she did, did they get fight of the night? And deservingly so, because it was the best, better fight of the night. Um, it was. Uh, I don't know. It, it just. I don't want to say. I don't. I don't want to. Shit on the card because it wasn't a bad card. I've, I've definitely seen worse, <laughs> but uh, like you know, for all the hype, it didn't quite deliver. For casual fans, they were, they wouldn't be you know they would like they would be wondering why they should tune in for the next one. You know what I mean? Mm. This was the time for UFC to to be over the moon, like knock it out of the park, knock it out of the park, start to make up some of that what they lost, you know. And I, I felt that it wasn't they didn't quite deliver. I mean they. Like a lot of the effort was into putting on the show, but the actual show was like 
you know, it wasn't wasn't the best. I mean, for as for stack as for as stack as the card was, exactly the main card was, it didn't quite deliver to to its hype. So like for, I mean, you know, you had the the Paige Van Zandt fight. Well, let's let's start with the prelims. Cause I think there were some notable ones in the prelims. Okay. Um, I didn't get to see this one, but the Americani fight. Um, that was a good fight. That was another one of the better fights on the card. It was a very short fight, but uh, I personally like um, Americani. Me, me as well. Not just you know he has a really cool name, but Maquan. He he's a very skilled fighter, and he he has now put himself in you know very very small company, being the one of three fighters to defeat two different opponents with the Anaconda choke. Mm-hmm. Very, it's a very. I wouldn't say it's a rare choke, but it's 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 one of the rarer ones that you don't see that often. You more see Dars than uh, Americana, and they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know him being you know one of three people to execute that submission, and he, and the thing is when he when he when he, when he got in his post fight um, interview, uh, which I like what they're doing with the post fight interviews now. It's not that whole walk all the way to the back, which I mean the, the walk probably would do the fighter some good, but it's like literally outside the cages now. Yeah. So you literally walk outside the kitchen and you do your, your interview right there. Which is like, it's just as good as doing it in the cage. So it's 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 like, mm-hmm. I guess the perfect medium. Because sometimes the fighters just take too long to get to the back. And I guess they, you know, when you're, when you're, when you have a production and you got a thing, you want you, you to time things, you know, yep. it's best doing it that way. So that works. But yeah, he said in his post-fight interview that, you know, that's what he does. Like that, that's one of his favorite chokes. And, uh, even his trainers and stuff they laugh because like he's he's catching all his training partners with it that like that's his he said there's no defense for it <laughs> and he's done it twice so let's I'm, I'm actually looking forward to his next fight to see alright is, is this gonna be your signature move and is he gonna you know do it again is he gonna be the like the next Ronda exactly and and I you know you see these more of that and I'll be I'll be, I'll be I'll be cool to see you know he has a signature move can't stop it and, you know you get, get caught by it uh, that'd be cool mm-hmm. so definitely looking for that um, the another other notable one I would, I would say probably the the Vol, um, Volkan Uzumar fight against um, Jiri. Yeah, that was a very that was a very strange fight. Um, well, not, not the fight, but what's his name? Um, Jiri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a very awkward. He has a very awkward style. And I, if I remember correctly, was he on the fight? I think he was. You know, I'm not sure. But oh. anyway. Yeah, he, his, his style is his style very, is weird and awkward. He throws punches from weird angles. He he talks to you. He like he's like in your face, kind of hands down. He's pawing at you. It's it's very very awkward, very awkward stance. Hard to get a read on him. And Volkan Uzmer was was the favorite. He was the one that you know. He was the one that everyone thought was gonna win. Yeah yeah yeah. He's had title fights. He's, you know he had some setbacks. And they're thinking this was gonna be his, his comeback, comeback fight. Yeah. It's a multiple, you know, stuff, but... got slept. Got slept. No time got... Knocked out. Knocked out. Which was interesting to see, because he wasn't just... You know, it wasn't a flash knockout. He was out, out for a while. Out, uh, yeah, completely. And it was like a simple one, too. A clean one, came from too. an odd angle that just... Mm-hmm. I guess he just didn't see it coming. Sometimes people forget, people forget about the fundamentals, but, you know, something as simple as a one-two is... Is, like, just basic, you know... Fight strategy: You pull that jab out, you keep pulling that jab out, and then eventually you follow up that jab with a with a straight. Once you got your timing right, and produce results like that. So, 
Yeah, potentially another star of the UFC is, uh, can potentially build on on him. Yeah. Um, one fan I just wanted to mention the. Um, it was the Leonardo um, Leonardo Santos fight mm-hmm. against uh, Roman Braktov. One of the worst fights I've seen ever. There was just so many fouls. Oh yeah, yeah, groin yeah, yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. It was just like groin shot after gro- it ended on a groin shot. Actually, it was like, come on, guys, like what what is going on here? Yeah, they did not to, need to be on a UFC f- card. Never mind a fight. No, it was it was cards. like it was like it was hard to watch. Like I just wanted that fight to be over with as soon as possible because it was just like. So many fouls, you know, not just in the groin shots, and then uh, need a put. He need him in the head when he was down. It was just. I, I don't. I don't see. Um, I don't see them coming back. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Let's go to the main card, of course. The um, Paige Van Zant against Amanda Ribas. Amanda Ribas is. Slowly building her, you know, her, her momentum. Yeah, and she's and she's a character. She's a character. She can actually fight. You know, she is good. As opposed to her opponent, Paige. I mean, give Paige some some credit. She, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 she carried that division when there was no one there to, to even look at that division. I'll, I'll give her that. While. But she carried that. But she carried the division for all the wrong reasons, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, skill wise, she wasn't the best fighter. Never been. She's fire. never been the best player, but but UFC has kind of built her up to be, in a sense. She's been she's, she's been popular. She's, she's had, had some girl. decent wins, you know. Yeah, she's she's had some decent wins, and you know she's pretty. Yep. So being that she's a pretty fighter, you know, the UFC's always putting her front and center, you know. I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to shit on her too much because you know everyone has their path, you know. And you know, she's eight and five now. She's got huh? She's eight and five now. Yeah. And uh, like you know, she you know she she she's, she's put the eyes on the, the division for at least you know I'll, I'll give her credit for that. But when I saw her start talking about oh you know she so she wanted to jump on the the fighter pay bandwagon and all this, I'm like, that's not your fight. That's not you. That's not your. That's not your fight. You'd be glad for what you're making. I'm sure they paid you a lot extra for all the extra stuff they have you doing just because you're you're pretty. Just shut up and make your money. Nope. She wanted to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, you know, she might test free agency after this. After this fight. She said it's before the fight. Then she got tuned up in the fight. She got beat up in the fight. First round. First round submission. You know what Dana White said? Go ahead. Test free agency. Dana White said it himself. He's like, because I'm sure he's like, really, after everything we've done for you, this is all you're going to talk about us? Go ahead. Test your free agency. Cause I'm sure she, I'm sure she was making more than more skilled fighters in that division, mm-hmm. just based on how she looked. Which is not, you know, ideal, but it is what it is. You know, it's, it is b- it business is. is business. I get it. You know, I, I, I get it to something. You know, some people I would fight it, but it, it, it just is what it is. But yeah, I agree with him. You know, if you want to test for it, see, go right ahead. Anyone could look on your record and see that you're not that. You know, you're not, you're not that great. Not a title contender, but no. Having you around does add value to the UFC. Yes, there is. You know, there is. Yes, I know. For, for I mean, for, for for what she was, you know, like you said, like you can put her out there as a poster fighter. You know, she's she's 
She's in commercials. She's in commercials. She's good to talk. She's a good talker. You know, she can relate. You know, as far as PR stuff, she she's good for that. Yeah. So as far as you know, changing the narrative of what a fighter is, she's good for that because she actually fights and she's mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah. Uh, I think um, the karate hottie, as they used to call her, is the same thing. She, she's kind of the same thing in my opinion, but I find she's a little more skilled than mm-hmm. Paige. By a lot. You know, she's. But I, I feel that there are way better people in that division than, than she is, but she's a pretty face. You know, she's cute. She's fun. She can fight. But the real women fighters, you know, everyone knows who they are. And there are a few of them that are just head and shoulders above everyone else. That being said... Amanda Ribas could be one of them, but yeah. That being said, Rose Namorina is is definitely one of them. 100%. Rose versus um, Jessica Jessica Andrade was a very good fight. Again, fight of the night. And there was legit skill being utilized, displayed Mm -hmm. in that fight. Mm -hmm. On both sides. Yep. Um, Mostly on Rose's side. Rose is just a beast. Bro, she is. She's a extremely, extremely, extremely well, rounded. well, well-rounded, very technical fighter. Uh, she has to be because if you consider that she beat um, Joanna twice, she beat Joanna twice, and Joanna is no joke. Joanna is no joke. And and Joanna is head and shoulders above most female fighters, and Rose beat her twice. That lets you know everything you need to know right there. Yep. Knocked her out one of those times. Yep. When I see, like, John Whaley couldn't knock out Joanna. Nope. Changed how she looked. <laughs> but she could so, so did Rose, by the way. I don't know if you remember the, the last fight, but Joanna was pretty touched up in that fight, too. Mm. When, she, when she lost last. She was. Joanna's been taking some, some beatings late. And some it, it's, it's weird to me because, to me, no one was beating Joanna ever. When she became champion, I was like, this woman is head and shoulders above every other woman. Now you have people like Young Whaley. Now you have Rose. Just straight up women that I would never fight. Like I don't know, Rose. Her demeanor scares the crap out of me. <laughs> she seems like a a kill you in your sleep kind of person. Like she would, you could I could see her in a horror movie. She's very cold blooded. Very cold blooded look. You know she's like I, I think she'd like if you just splash some blood on her, she would look like that's what that's what she is like. Just a a serial killer type person like she could be in a horror movie in my opinion she has that demeanor to me uh, maybe I'm stretching this but and like out, outside like she's like outside of fighting Outs- but outside of that yeah she's, she's completely pretty, different she's very calm very you know juvenile nice yeah fun going you know yeah when it comes jokes. to fight time she is scary to observe yeah and, but if you look at her demeanor like she's she's very you know slender slim, but she's just skilled like I think if it would do her some good to put some muscle on, I think she'd literally be unstoppable if she started doing some weight training. Be knocking out some people. Yeah. Should have more knockouts than she did. Yeah. Because she does get knockouts at her at her at her current frame. But you know, if she if she would actually like you know, do a little bit of weight training, put some bulk on, like look at look at look at Zhang Weili's um, physique or Andrade's physique. Well, these are. They're women that are, you know, they got some muscles on them. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get hit by Andrade too much. I mean, she did touch up Rose. Even though Rose did win by decision, by the way. Um, Rose was wearing a lot of it. Rose was wearing it. Because Andrade started to sneak some uppercuts in. 
that just ballooned Rose's eye like you can't believe. It looked almost, you know, cartoonish. It did. Just big purple welt under her eye. And her, her nose is all busted, mouth is all busted. Yeah, like when they raised her hands and just seen her like covered in blood and smiling, it was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fighter. That's a, that's a fighter right there. But yeah, I mean, I almost feel bad for Andrade because, like, where does Andrade go now? She was up there. She was, you know, like in the mix. Mm-hmm. And now she, she has to fall back now, unfortunately. Yeah, it happens. It is what it is. Um... I think personally, Andrade is. She still has some work to do in terms of her skill set. Mm. You know, she hasn't quite changed and be like the high level striker that she could be. Exactly. She she focuses more on trying to knock you out and swinging these looping punches for the most part. Exactly. Instead of working on some some techniques, some fakes, footwork. get in there, footwork. You know, she, but she did some good. She had some good head movement mm-hmm. in the beginning of the fight. She was she was. Trying to get in there, get some good headroom because she knows she's been there with Rose before. She knows what Rose can do, and she remembers that. So she 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 definitely picked up the head movement at least in the first round. It started, started slowing down, and I, it was it was she had so much head movement that I could see that okay, she she can't keep that up for all the rounds. Mm-hmm. So I expected that because it was it was exaggerated and it was a lot of movement. It was like you, you can't move like that all through, but it served her well because you know who knows if she wasn't doing that. It would, I think it'd have been a quicker fight because. Rose is, is no joke. Deadly, deadly, deadly. And what do you think is next for Rose? I know. Young Willie? What do you think? Well, those two haven't fought. It's, it makes no sense for her to fight... Um, to fight Joanna. Joanna again, yeah. Jessica can fight Joanna. They, those two could fight. I think they fought already, but... They can fight again, you know. Just to, They're both coming off losses. Just to kind of See who's gonna figure be. out who's number four. Or, num- or number three, I should say. Yeah, figure out who's number three and number four in the division. But it's clear the the top two is Yang Weili and Rose. Man, that's gonna be a fight. That's gonna be quite a fight right there. Ah, can't wait. I, I, that could be another fight of the night. That could be another fight of the year. Um, candidate. Mm-hmm. I think so. I honestly because, think so. Because Joanna was giving Zhang Wei some trouble. Mm-hmm. And if you consider what Rose did to, to Joanna. They're, they're all, all three of those women are some of the most skilled strikers, not just in women's division, but in UFC. UFC on a whole. MMA. Oh. Yeah. These are highly, highly skilled women. It's good to see. Yeah, because you know, the women's division has definitely come a long way. I mean, if you come. What we thought a skilled woman was. To what what we're seeing now, it's not any different. Never thought I would see it. I, 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 I never thought I'd see it either. Honestly, I mean, not not to sound you know sexist or anything, but yeah, I mean if you look at, I mean, Ronda was great for her time, and we thought, man, this was the best thing. There's no other way she's gonna be beaten. And then you know someone like Holly, you know, Holly Holmes came comes along and shows you you know some actuals. Like I mean, Ronda was good at what she does. And she had good skill set for, for grappling. When you see an elite striker like a Holly Holmes, and you, you pair them up together and you saw, like, yeah, it's not, it was not even close. You know, the, the, the skill gap. Mm-hmm. And then now you put, now you come, now you come, now you take that a step further and you look at um, Amanda, Nunes. Amanda Nunes, and it's like, 
She has a, the, the punching skill and she also has the knockout power. It's like, I mean, you can't leave Cyborg out of that, that equation too because Cyborg has been holding it down for a long time. Mm-hmm. But Cyborg is more based on just aggression and strength uh, as opposed to sharp skill set. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing that again, again with, you know, with Amanda Nunez, which is head and shoulders above the rest of the women. There's, it's going to be hard to beat. It's going to be very hard to beat. You know? And then now when you look at the smaller women, like, you want like Joanna? I thought Joanna was never gonna be beaten, and and she is very skilled. Like you compare her skills to let's say a Ronda Rousey, it's it's night and day. They're in the same skills. If they're in the same weight class, no. As great as we thought Ronda is, Ronda is not it anymore. Not even close. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. As skilled as Ronda is, like she lost a lot, a lot of times, a lot more times than I thought she ever would ever. True. Well, that's, and that's not saying that she's, you know, and that's uh, hype. That, and that, yeah. It's just that the, the women that are coming up now are are just as skilled. And they'll, they'll, like, if those ladies fought five times, if those ladies fought ten times, they would go five and five. It just so happens that she's, like, for instance, against Rose, I think she could beat Rose. I think it's possible. It just so happens that the, the, the two times back-to-back just happened to be, you know, losses. But I think if they ran it back eventually, I, I think she could beat Rose eventually. I think she's skilled enough. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, her her losses have you know all came back to back to back because she lost two to Rose and then she lost to Yang Weili, which is like yeah, you know, she's just fighting the best. Like you, you can't. That's the thing. You, you can't put Yuana against some up and coming, some up and comer trying to to break into the top no, ten. No, no, no. Because she will no. she will destroy them, and then it, it, it's. She breaks these women to the point where I don't even think they they want to, they they realize okay, I'm not this. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. And and like, she she destroys these women. You know. Yeah. So it's like it, it, she's in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. What what can do you, you do? You keep fighting, going through these wars, and playing gatekeeper, or do you you know introduce something new to your game to maybe take you to the next level? Maybe there is a next level. Maybe if Joanna, you know, I mean, packs on some muscle or something and just starts starching people. But these women are like, the skill set is like, it's almost a, like, and it's not, it's gonna sound cliche to say, but it's almost surpassing some of the guys. It has surpassed some of the guys mm-hmm. in terms of speed, strength, technique, timing. How do you get better? I don't know. I don't understand how they get better. There's always another level, sir. So we will see. Um, but yeah, moving on. The Jose Aldo versus Peter Yan fight. Mm, again, Jose Aldo. That was a tough one to watch. Yeah, I mean, it started, he started out great. He started out like looking like Aldo of old, which I greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. But my thing about Aldo is that I think, again, Kind of like Ronda Rousey, like, uh, your time has passed, unfortunately. I mean, I know, you know, people are, you know, you're looking at Aldo and you're saying, oh, look how well he did, so definitely, you know, he has more to offer. That's, that's all great to say, but facts are facts. If you look at what Aldo used to do to what he does now, he, he still fights the same, but it's just the less. Of, the, the results are different, and it's less effective now. 
Yes, he is a little bit more timid. He's not as aggressive as he used to be. But in terms of his skill set, he's still he's still he's still giving you the same tools, which he's always giving you, which are great tools, which will beat you know anyone outside of the top ten. But when you get into the top ten, you Just get killers that are hungry. You get killers that are hungry, that are going to offer you great skill set, great speed, great timing, and. Unfortunately, I think it surpassed him. And that being said, Peter Jan is now the the bantamweight champion. Yeah. Um. I mean, watching the fight like, when it started, of course, I, you know, being a huge Jose Aldo fan, I was rooting for him. I want to see him do great things, even if it's just get the belt one more time. Yeah. But I was, I was hoping he get the belt one more time. I know he. I know he's not probably not going to be like a long reigning mm-hmm. champion like he used to be. But you know, just to see him get the belt again would be would be cool for his legacy. And I was hoping he did it here, but that was not the case. It started out very competitive, but you know, Peter Young started to, to you know, try to pick away. it up late because Allah does this thing where he kind of lulls you to sleep a little bit and then he explodes on you mm-hmm. in spurts. And I found Peter Young was not fighting his usual self; he was like playing into Allah's game. Yeah, very, especially early on, they were just kind of standing and watching each other. Mm-hmm. And then when he decided to to just be Peter Young, start walking him down, and started you know. Piecing him up, started doing his thing. So it was, yeah. You know, he kind of took over, and mm-hmm. that was that. Definitely. But um, yeah. I mean, there was some controversy at the end of the fight. People were saying probably could have been stopped a little earlier. Yeah, but I mean, it's a championship fight. It's a, cha- it's a championship fight, and you gotta give. You know, if, if he had stopped it earlier, there would have been oh, it was late. He he made sure he didn't give him any excuse. You know what I mean? Because you know, as a ref, ref has a tough job. You can't win. You can't win being a ref. Stop it early. Oh, you know, you try to protect stoppage. the fighter. Oh, it's an early stoppage. Blah blah blah. Stop it late. Oh, it's just terrible. You know, what are you doing in there? What are you watching? But, you know, it's like you can't win as a ref. Mm-hmm. It's tough, but I mean, there there was a point when you know all those just shelled, shelled up and you know just raining punches. I mean, going back and watching it now, it looks. Better than I remembered watch like you know watching it live because Aldo was, you know, he was moving every time every time to do something he he, he, would, he would do something. So it's like that's what you want to see as a ref. Unfortunately, he was still taking some damage, but he, he you know he was you know trying to do his thing. So I, I, I mean I I don't I don't follow the ref. The ref was giving Aldo every opportunity to. Aldo knows he lost that fight. You know what I mean. Mm. If the ref had stopped it sooner, Allah could have made an argument and he would have doubt in his mind and, you know. Allah knows he lost that fight. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's what the referee ultimately was trying to give him. Every opportunity. Can't blame me. Uh, referees get blamed for a lot of losses these days. Yep. Can't blame this one for that one. <clears throat> There's no denying. Yeah. That being said, we got to the judges, on the other hand, judges just need to be put out to pasture at this point. I mean, one of the biggest robberies in MMA history of them says, like, I just says, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. I mean, maybe calling one of the biggest robberies is, you know, a bit much. But at the same time, it was definitely robbery. I mean, the whole MMA community is outraged at this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been following everybody, but everyone's 
upset. And it's and rightfully so. Max right. Howell being uh, as good a guy as he is. I mean, all that outside of the, the cake stuff, it's whatever. When it comes to that fight, Max definitely, without question in my mind, won three of those five rounds. Some people are saying the third round is, is, is where they, you know, mm-hmm. they made the argument, but I, I, I have to go back and watch it, but if you, if, if you think of that fight on a whole, I can't think of anything Volkanovski did to Max to win him any rounds outside of just doing takedowns, and which, kicks. yeah, and leg kicks. But he, even a lot of those leg kicks, he was, you, you would tell he was point fighting. He was just tapping, just tap, tap, like, Mm-mm. They weren't the leg kicks that he was throwing in the first time they fought. Mm. That damaged Max. Like he was just straight throwing his kicks just to just to make contact. They did no damage. I don't even know how you call it significant strikes. That's argument number one. Number two, he he did take downs on Max, yes, but Max got right back up. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything on those takedowns. So I, I don't know how you score those for him either. So in my, in my opinion, Max won all the fight, all of all of them, all rounds. But that's me, me being a Max fan saying that. Obviously, you know, if you go based on the, the judging criteria, maybe he lost the last two. Because Volkan, you know, he did start to pick up a little bit. He did. And that's why when you, when you, when you asked me when the fight was over, I was, and I was saying, I'm not sure. Because, like, the last couple of rounds was a little bit rougher for Max. But at the same time, like you said, it wasn't, there was no significant, there wasn't anything significant that uh, Volkanovski did that make you feel like Max lost the fight. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Max, on the other hand, had knockdowns in two, in two of the rounds, the first two rounds. And, you know, if... if he, he, I mean, in a, in a knock, like... Because the, the judging criteria moving forward was to start uh, issuing more 10-8 rounds. And I can't see a better argument for a 10-8 round than a knockdown. Yeah, especially those, if those first two rounds were 10-8 rounds for, for Max. Because Max didn't get hit with anything significant in those first two rounds. No. But he pieced up Volkanovski, knocked him down twice. Had him staggering on himself. You, you you could make the argument because I mean, if, if they wanted to be more liberal with ten eight rounds, those were two uh, clear contenders for ten eight rounds. But that didn't happen. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think they were necessarily ten eight rounds because I'm I'm just going on how they're trying to do it more mm-hmm. liberally now. But still, you know, Max did his thing. Max did his thing, and he got robbed. And a lot of people that felt he won the, he won the first time too. So now he's lost two, all due to judges. And it's like, hmm, where do you go from? Where do you go from here? Because you can't run it back. Because then it's like, it feel like okay, the UFC just wants me to lose. They don't want me to be their champion, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's at the same time, it's like, yeah. And Max is still young. I mean, he's under thirty. He's like twenty eight, I think. So he can still. Have a long UFC career if you wanted to. Um, so I mean, him fighting some contenders may not be a bad thing. May may, may put some hunger back in him as well. But yeah, maybe he can move up in weight class. Cause he is big for the division. He is, and he put on some weight for this for this fight. This is the, this is the biggest I've seen Max, and it looked like it was doing him some good. So honestly, I don't think he should move up. Mm. I think he should keep this weight and, and fight more because I think he, he he will have more more pop to his shots. Yeah. Look over there to Volkanovski. They, they were rocking him. Mm-hmm. He didn't rock him not once in the first time he fought. So I think that, that that weight looks good on him. And, you know he's skilled and he, he he threw up a lot of 
he he, he put his skill on, on, on display and mm-hmm. he did his thing. And I'm not the huge Volkanovski fan, but I'm even less so now because of what happened. So I'm <laughs> not even his fault, but you know. not even his fault, but <laughs> that's it the is, way this thing works. It is what it is. Uh, oh, I want to see who, who, who they gave him next. Maybe um, Aljamain Sterling or somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing Aljo is the next. There's nothing official, but more than likely that's going to be the next. Yeah, well, I'll be interested to see. Aljo is no slouch, so. But at the same time, Volkanovski. He's not slouch either. Nope. Anywho, gets us to what we're talking about. The main event. Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. And this fight, of course... Was not all the hype, you know, made it to be, unfortunately. Nope. You know, granted the fight was on six days notice. Granted, you know, everything that went into this fight. Jorge did his best, you know, in the first round. Actually, I think won the first round. Yeah, because I think Jorge, Jorge his skill set, I think Jorge can beat Usman. There's no, I don't think there's any question about that, in my opinion, in terms of what Jorge can do, in terms of striking, um, I think he has a lot to offer Usman in, in that regard, and I'm sure Usman knows that now for sure as well too, because he was getting pieced up. Unfortunately, in this fight, Masvidal didn't train. Didn't train as much because he did do some training before. But I'm sure, but like, yeah, he it was an active. He he had like a six week camp. He had a six week camp. Yeah, you know. You know. So it's like, damn! How much can you really train, really? Mm-hmm. So he didn't ha- he didn't have the cardio to go as hard as he wanted to. That being said, Kamar Usman once feeling the, the strikes power. and the power from uh, Masvidal decided, nah, screw this. He's not on a Leon preface. Yep. And Shamelessly, just complete Leon pray. Held him what? against the cage, held him down. Unfortunately, there was not ref that would break it up. And if, if you saw, if you saw like the aftermath of the fight, you, you saw some damage on Jorge Masvidal. You would swear Masvidal got beat up. He didn't. Those two cuts he had was from head clashes, from headbutts. Because Usman just keep diving and keep throwing his head forward, and land two head. You know, head was a cut, and it happens a lot in the UFC. I'm surprised referee doesn't referees don't address it. Because guys can legit use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is technically a, an illegal strike. Yep. Just like a groin strike. Mm-hmm. Just like an eye poke. But referees don't address it. Nope. Which if you considered, you know, let's say that happened and you had a bad cut and they had to stop the fight due to that cut. Would they have addressed it then and say it's a disqualification? No, it wouldn't say disqualification. It would be a no contest. Mm. But, yeah. Or like, when the, like when does it reach the point where you take a point for using that illegal strike? Is, is what I'm trying to get at. Because at a groin strike, you know, once you get two of them, depending on the circumstances, they're gonna take the point. Or in this case, in the other and um, the fight we talked about earlier, <laughs> they took two points because there was too many illegal strikes going on from mm-hmm. low blows to headbutts to kicking guy one of these down. Yeah, so we took two points, but yeah, I mean that fight. Was poised. Masvidal was poised to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Unfortunately, Kamaru Usman didn't, didn't do anything to sell his brand at all. Didn't nope. do his brand any favor, favors with the way he fought. 
you know, there there was a lot of people that want to give him credit because uh, just you know, saying, oh, he he took the fight on short notice too. You know, he wasn't training for that opponent, blah blah blah. But he was still training. And I always mention uh, my good friend Chael Sonnen. You know, because I like to listen to his stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he made an interesting point, and I just want to bring it up just to get just to get your thoughts on it. He said, if Jorge Masvidal did what Usman did. To win, we would be giving Jorge all. We'd be giving Masvidal all the credit. <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't be saying, "Oh, it's lay and pray and all this." We would be giving Masvidal all the credit for winning when he, like, you know. So why aren't we giving Kamaru his credit? Is what he's looking But Chael, if anybody knows Chael, he comes from a wrestling background, so he he likes to favor wrestlers. So I I, I understand his perspective, but you know. Facts are facts, and in terms of emotion and how we feel about it, it is what it is. We don't make it. It's not manufactured. It's not like you you watch it and you react to it. Mm-hmm. And your reaction right now is that was a crap fight because Karan Usman went lay and pray. That's mm-hmm. that's your natural reaction. I'm not making up to feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just that's just the way it is, and that's just you know once you look at it. Now, if Usman had stand with Corey Masvidal and did we did like with um. Kobe Covington we, we, not we, have been a way different argument completely different argument <laughs> like you you would be saying you know he would be doing great a lot of things he, he'd have been a lot, a lot of things to build his brand because you'd be like damn he he's legit he, he's legit and he always talks about all, all, all this um, evolution he's been making and blah 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 but he showed none of it in this fight he couldn't he he, 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 like everyone's saying, he, he did what he had to do to win. And so he does what he has to do to win. If he, if he started, if he started getting the better of him in the, in the stand-up, he's obviously going to, he's going to take he's it just, down. He's, he's, he's going to go, go back. And pray. Yeah, he's going to that's, 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 that's where he got all those wins from. That's what he built his career on, is laying on praying. That's why nobody really liked, you know, on his way up, he, he didn't really get that hype mm-hmm. because that's, that's how he was fighting. And no one, no, no one pays the money to see that. And the thing is, there's, there's lay and pray and then there's, you know, that's what Khabib does. Exactly. Which isn't Lamprey. Khabib, Khabib takes you down and he beats you. He beats the crap out of you. Usman doesn't... He, 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 and he continues to beat you and beat you. Until, and, and, yeah. Until you're broken. Usman more holds you down. He tries to... You know, he he attempts. I'm not, I'm not going to say he just holds you all the entire time. He does try to throw some strikes in there. And, you know, but he's he's not as effective as, let's say, Khabib. But he, he doesn't take too much risk. Because the strikes that he, he do land aren't... Yeah, knockout the, strikes No they're just little Like With the exception of Some some elbows that he did Throw on, on Masvidal mm-hmm. uh, Those are the only things I thought that he could, I could do anything But Outside of that It's just like taps A lot, a lot of foot stomps A lot of foot stomps Which is like First of all I mean I, I don't dis, I don't despise it As a technique Because I, I could see Why you'd want to use it But to me he just Overdid he, it He overdid it It's like Come on dude Okay yeah You got We, we got Okay yeah You did it I understand why you're doing it But like if that's like when, when you look at the the, the fight trying to say like strikes landed from the clinch, they're including those and it's like up to eighty something and it's like eighty something like you're really gonna stomp this guy's feet eighty, 80 sometimes like and, and and call it a fight like it's like come on dude like but anyway yeah I think Khabib should move up to welterweight to fight him yeah. I show him how it's done. 
That would be a fight. Does he have the frame for it? Probably not, but... Kozman, people don't give him credit. He's huge. He is as jacked as can be. And if you look at his his physique versus Masvidal's physique, I was like, I already didn't know this was going to be a nightmare. Especially if it goes in the grappling. Because like, there's no way Masvidal is going to be able to uh, out-wrestle. out-wrestle him. Not just based on physique, because you know, physique isn't really everything, but all things considered, you know Masvidal didn't train. And then you compare the physiques, it's like, mm-mm. <laughs> I was like, this is not going to go well. Like, I, I always had that in the back of my mind, like, man, this... I don't see how Masvidal is going to win other than knocking him out. And he did have his moments. He did sting him a few times. He stung him a couple times. And Which he was great. But the longer the fight took, it was like, nah. Because you can tell in those in those grappling exchanges, like he would he would defend a lot of takedowns. Like He was doing great. He was doing great. Defending the takedown. But you could tell once he got like you know against the cage or taken down, he, he stopped being explosive. He, he stopped, you know. Because he was trying to conserve his energy. Exactly. But you're still losing energy. Whether you're trying to conserve it or not, you're still losing it. So... Mm-hmm. The fact that Usman held him there for so long, even though he didn't want to, he didn't expend a lot of energy, but he still expended energy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, being defensive, being defensive. So, even though he was doing the smart thing and conserving his energy, Usman did the, I guess, the other smart thing and just stayed there longer. Yeah, but all in all, it was not a fun fight to watch. Yeah, and it sucks because all the eyes were on the UFC now, and it's like, yeah. Usman did nothing to build his brand. Nope. Didn't make any fans, I don't think. I don't think so at all. And I don't know. Something about Usman doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. I mean, he he spoke about it too. He was saying, you know, as long as he'd been from his daughter and, you know, he felt it was messing with him mentally. And I don't know, looking at him, he, he does look a little off to me. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that, that affected you that bad. He, like, I don't know if you saw the post by interview, but... I don't know, just the way he was moving, I was like... Kind of seems borderline nut job to me. I don't know. You could see... I didn't see a, a, a fully confident champion. Even when he, even after he won yeah, the fight and he was walking out of the cage, you didn't see a man that was like... Celebrating anything. Celebrating. Because he, he, he knew that, you know, it was a shit fight. And I don't know, just... He, he, just, wanted to, he just wanted to go back to his daughter. And I, I get it, you know, mm-hmm. being a family member myself. I, I, I understand how that could be something, but... You could see it probably really messed with him because he... I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me looking too much into it, but mm-hmm. I, I look at like fighters' physique, body language. You know, look into their eyes, see you know yeah, what's, what's going on. on and stuff. And I didn't really like what I saw when I, in the post fight interview for Kamaru. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. If you, you can go back and watch and see if you see what yeah. I see. He just seemed like a little off. Yep. But at any rate, um, Burns will definitely be the next contender. Burns will definitely be the next contender. Definitely get his shot once right he's Corona so. free and. Personally, personally, I think Burns can take Kamaru. The only way, only chance Kamaru has of winning that fight is doing exactly what he did to Masvidal. Unfortunately, I think if he does that to Burns, Burns being a black belt, can throw up some threatening submissions. So, honestly, in my opinion, I'm wondering what the the odds are going to be, but I think that's easy money. I think Burns is going to win for sure. Which is kind of a crazy thing to say because if you have seen anything can happen, but the same way, like if you bet on Usman in this fight because that was a guaranteed win almost, <laughs> it's the same way I feel about Burns. Burns is no joke. He is definitely not going to stand with Burns because Burns is going to fling that heat. Burns throws 
that heat. He does. So I don't see him standing with Burns at all. He's man. not going to stand. And, it, and if you want to take him down and do all that stuff, Burns has wrestling, wrestling defense as well. So, and even if, even, if, even if he does get taken down, he's a black belt, and I think he, and he has the, the physique to contest with, with um, Kamaru. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I, I just see, Bur- I don't see where Uzma can be successful in that fight. I agree. But, so, yeah, I don't know when they're going to book it, but definitely going to be looking out for that. Well, Kamaru already said he doesn't want to fight for the year. He said early next year. That's... It is what it is, you know. He's, it is what it is. He's a champion. Exactly. You know, he says, you know, he, he says he's been training for a long time because he's been training from even before that because there was yeah. some fights that was happening before Corona happened and he was training and then that didn't happen and then, you know. Mm-hmm. So he says he's, he's burnt out, you know, he, he wants to see his daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he, looked, uh, he looked like Borderline was like about to cry on, on, on the thing. He has, he's burnt out, you know, he's... Well, give it to him, yeah. He, he, he's he's earned it. He's, earned, he's a champion. He also took the fight, made his money, he made some money. Have to enjoy that. I feel bad for Burns now. He's got to wait. Burns, unfortunately, know. has to wait till the end of the year. Is he going to do that, though? I think he's going to fight. For Burns that. is a, a guy that likes to active, so... Personally, if I was Burns, take another fight. It doesn't favor you to do so, but do so anyway. Show everybody who you are. Now it's time to... to build your brand. He already started building his brand from his last fight. His, his, his stock has been through the roof since his last fight. Now it's time to do so even more so. Yeah. Who would you take as the next fight? I don't know. Masvidal would be... I don't want... I, I, don't, I, I don't like that fight. One... Doesn't favor Masvidal at all. Doesn't favor Masvidal at all. And you can't, you can't be the star that he is and have back-to-back, back-to-back losses like that. Eve Edwards. Eve Edwards would be a great fight. Actually, that'll be that'll be the best fight for Burns. I was thinking Ivan would be a great fight for for Masvidal because of their beef, and it would be nice to settle that. You already have a man, you already had beef there, so you don't have to manufacture beef. The beef is there. I was thinking that'd be the best fight for Masvidal. Masvidal has other options, to, but Masvidal has the, the Nate fight. He has potentially a Connor fight to make stupid money. Kobe, Kobe Covington fight. Mm-hmm. I think, which I think is probably the best thing for him, the Kobe. He doesn't want to fight Kobe though. He said it, not 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 because he's scared of him. He says like, like what was the point of fighting, you know, Kobe, especially after what Usman did to him, and like he he doesn't feel Kobe is in that argument, in that like upper echelon fighter tier, which I disagree. I think Kobe is actually a pretty good fighter. He has good hands and he has the pressure. Exactly, but he feels like he. He he doesn't think he doesn't think that's a smart fight, and he did say he wants to to pick smart fights moving forward to build his brand. Good for him. I mean, that's what he wants to do, and I get it. But that would be a good fight. He's not winning me over as a fan, personally. Personally, I would the the, the 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 next card I would make I would put Burns versus Eve Edwards, Masvidal versus Kobe on the same card. Cause that would shake up so much. That would iron out who is who, you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burns. I think Burns Edwards is, is, is the way to go, definitely. But the UFC are gonna do their thing. Uh, I think tomorrow or Wednesday, 
yep. so when they do their stuff so look out for some fan announcements on that but um this week is all a pretty active week as far as UFC because yep. we do have a UFC Wednesday and another one Saturday looking forward to um, both so I guess we should kind of briefly cover both um the the one Wednesday not a stacked card by any means but there are some good fights in there the Calvin Cater versus Dan Ige fight um, the Tim Elliott well no Cater is no joke yeah Tim Elliott also a fun fighter mm-hmm. he's fighting Ryan uh, Benoit mm-hmm. also a good fighter as well 10-6 that's going to be a good fight to see then Jimmy Rivera against Cody is Stamen is Benoit? I, I, th- I, I mean I, I, it looked like it pronounced Benoit but I think when he fought I think that, I remember him fighting before I watched him fight Benoit, yeah. I think they said Benoit and then of course Jimmy Rivera who's also no joke against Cody Stamen Stamen was the guy that lost his brother I had that um, fight recently that won and it was very emotional mm-hmm. That's going to be a huge fight. That's going to be good. That's a big fight there as well. All the other fights that are kind of... Um, I think Molly McCann, she fought recently too. When, uh, she did. She's mm-hmm. a young um, up-and-coming um, flyweight. Mm-hmm. She's fighting some relatively unknown person. Uh, but, oh my guy finally came back. Abdul Razak. Um, I saw him fight a while back and I wanted to, to, to keep eyes on him. Well, he's fighting again. Uh, relatively unknown person, so... but. Should be he, that should be a good one to. Look That's up. a good main card. Uh, the prelims are a bunch of not so notable yeah, fights for the most part. Yeah, uh, John yeah. Phillips. I've seen a fight before, but for the casuals, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, a bunch of relative, relatively unknown people there. Um, and then Saturday, Saturday here might be in, in jeopardy because, well, figure that that was a little. But the latest news is that he's cleared. He's clear? He's clear. Okay, good. And that's why they wanted to do that because sometimes you get these false positives. So, yep. so And I, I figured as much because they were still going full They're force promoting the, it, the promotion. Yeah. So. Okay, good. So that fight's going to happen. So Figueroa, Figueroa against um, Benavidez, the rematch. Um, that's going to be good to because see. Because that's a... For those of you who don't know the, the backstory behind that fight. Um, they fought for the, the vacant belt. Mm-hmm. Um, Figueroa did not make weak. So he couldn't win the belt. He couldn't win the belt. Uh, so only Benavidez could win the belt. He was winning the fight, got headbutt, okay. opened up, he messed with his vision, he got knocked out. Lost the fight. Lost the fight. So the belt is still up for grabs. So it was like, who else are you going to put in there? There was no clear number one contender. So, And obviously the one that won the belt, won the fight didn't even make the weight, so you can't give him the belt. So run it back. So what doing, so. That's what they're doing. Very interesting. Yeah, and then you have um, Kevin Gastelum in another fight, which is good. Kevin Gastelum against the Joker. Mm-hmm. Jack Hermanson. That's going to be a great fight. That's going to be a great fight. Can't wait to see that. That's why it's a event. Mm-hmm. Then you have Mark DeCasey, who I always like to see fight. I want to see him do great things. Mm-hmm. He still has some holes in his game that he needs to, to fix up. But but very, very flashy striker. Very flashy striker. Very fun to watch person. I want to see him do, I want to see him do great things. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that fight as well. Um... And then after that, you have, you know, relatively, relatively unknown, but it's, you know, there's, there's still some... Fight to fight to fight. Exactly. I don't like to, to shit on the relatively unknowns, because you, you, that's, how, that's the, how they become known by you, by you watching the fights. So. 100%. But uh, notably on the prelims... Ah, uh, Joseph Duffy. Joe Duffy. Who so. a lot of people don't know, but he is one of the first, if not the first... He is the first person to ever beat Conor McGregor. To ever beat Conor McGregor. Before he came to UFC. Yeah. So yeah, that's this week and fights. 
we'll definitely be watching those and uh, coming back next week with our um, coverage on that. But yeah, a lot, a lot of exciting things. Um, yep. Big thank you to all our um, sponsors, all our supporters. Mm-hmm. I did see we got a new supporter, so happy about that. Um, a lot of good things happening for Vivian. Looking forward to continue to keep up the podcast, keeping you know, keeping you guys in the know as far as gaming news, UFC news, all that. Yep, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Be good to each other. Isaac Boys out.